1: Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we are going to be talking with the founders of a growing startup in the world of consumable products, and they're already expanding their product line and taking the nutritional water industry by storm. We're going to learn their secrets in a minute, but first, I'd like to have you hear from our show sponsors, Village Bank, Sunbelt Business Advisors, and Baker Tilly.
0: You wouldn't go deep-sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free, confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com.
1: At advisory and accounting firm Baker Tilly, we serve as value architects to help companies enhance and protect their value as they prepare to exit their business. Our team utilizes a rigorous approach to guide business owners through their transition, and we work with your other advisors to coordinate all aspects of a successful exit plan. Visit us at bakertilly.com to see how we can help. Baker Tilly, now for tomorrow. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, Village Bank would like to welcome you to their village. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Village is ready to help businesses grow and make a community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with Village. Follow Village Bank on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit www.villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Peter and Sam Blankenship, who are the owners and founders of Wahi Water. Peter and Sam, it's so good to see you two again. Welcome to Poise for Exit. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Thanks Julie. Julie. Yeah, just I'm so excited to hear your story. There's so much to talk about. And frankly, I doubt we're going to get through it all in this episode. We might have to have you back. But I know our listeners are going to be interested in hearing about what you guys have got going on. Your products are in the stores. Um, you're taking it to the next level, big time. So before we get all to, to all of that, though, I'd just like to have you share a little bit about who you are, how you got started, um, how wahi Water came to be. So, yeah. whoever wants to start,
2: yeah, cool. And I just want to say it's really um, it's good to be a part of this because a lot of what we did when we were kind of starting, you know, we did uh, we had a company originally that we ended up selling, and now we're doing this one, but. Um, you know, the way we garnered a lot of knowledge was to listen to other podcasts, watch other videos on other entrepreneurs, you know, who had done this before us. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's good to kind of be in that position to help, you know, educate some people who are coming up now in the business world and all that sort of stuff. So it's cool to be here. Awesome. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, uh, we were raised in Minnesota, by the way, Peter's in the studio with me. He's my brother. Um, and we went to St. Thomas, we were entrepreneur majors and I ended up not graduating from St. Thomas with a semester to go so we could um, full-time do our medical startup. Mm. Uh, Peter was able to finish, but I had to kind of bite the bullet early and leave and do that. So um, we did a medical startup together, took a few years off, and then decided what's next. And now we're into a plant-based water line. So mm.
1: that's
2: where we are now. Wow.
1: Plant-based water line, what does that mean? What does that look like?
2: Well, um, basically, w- when you look at the market right now, we have a lot of bottled waters out there. They're competing on pH labels, uh, yes. causes, all sorts of you know good stuff. But um, in the end, it's kind of gimmicky. Uh, what's in the bottle hasn't really changed. So we looked at that as an opportunity with the uh, new plant-based trend uh, that was on the increase. And we thought, let's combine the two. You know, Tinctures at Whole Foods are very popular where you have these different plants with different extracts and all that stuff that do different functions. Mm -hmm. And so we basically took water and plant extracts, combined them through a process uh, where the taste isn't terrible. Uh, It actually tastes like clean, refreshing water. And, uh, you know, Trademarked it, started to manufacture, and now we're doing a national push uh, with some seasoned veterans on our team now that we brought into the fold. So it's yeah. been really cool and we've only been out for just over a year. So
1: very exciting and it's it's wonderful tasting too. We'll get to that in a second. Peter, let's hear from you for a second. Yeah, well Sam you.
3: just stole a lot of my content there. We had a pretty <laughs> similar background. So um, like you said, we both went to St. Thomas and our parents were in the medical field. We worked mm-hmm. in hospitals. Um and first developed a medical product we got patents around it we really didn't know what we were doing we cashed in student loans and kind of started stumbling through that process and next thing you know we're trying to raise money from friends and family mm-hmm. um then working with more institutional investors and got it to a point where uh, a public company saw value in it and they acquired mm-hmm. us back in 2015 and uh, we learned just a ton from that. And one of the the main things that we learned um, was really checking our ego at the door, surrounding ourselves mm. with smart people, letting the best idea win. And that really is where, you know, that kind of got us to the finish line. And even during that process, Sam and I, you know, stepped into roles that really fit for us. We put yeah. someone who was very seasoned in the CEO role, and that's something we've done with Wahi as well. We want to support the brand. Um, but we really want to put the right people in the right places. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we're doing that now with our, our second go at this. And just a a little bit more about, about the product. And it's, it's a really exciting product. You look at, Mm -hmm. um, the two categories, water, it's just such a, uh, fast growing category. And as Sam mentioned, we just really felt like all this innovation is happening on the exterior of the bottle. Um, But when you actually, what you're putting in your body really hasn't changed. It's similar to what comes out of your tap at home. And you look at functional beverages and functional beverages, you'll think of either kombuchas or Gatorade, Powerade, Body Mm -hmm. Armor, and you look at what's in those and they're loaded with artificial ingredients and sugar, Mm -hmm. even though they're touted as healthy alternatives. And we really wanted to take these two categories that are growing fast, function and water, And we thought, how can we bring function to water, but let's do it with real stuff. And we work with a pharmaceutical grade plant extract company out of California. They source ingredients throughout the world. And we achieve our functions not through adding, you know, two cents worth of vitamins or Mm -hmm. some artificial colors or sugar, but we add our function and the benefits you get from our drinks by putting high grade plants into them. So we have four SKUs right now that achieve things from anti inflammation, purifying, um, and exercise support and recovery, drink, and then also one that that's really cool that helps spur kind of collagen production in you. Um, but they're all used, they all use plants.
1: Awesome. Well, you t- started talking about the, the um, distribution of the products and how you guys are growing. Um, let's, let's take a step back and talk a little bit about that medical company. Um, first of all, was it a product? What, what?
3: Yeah, so what we did is, um, the process for moving patients in the hospital is okay. pretty unsafe and yeah. chaotic. So what we did is, kind of it's a glorified IV pole that works as a system with okay. whatever you're moving a patient on, mm-hmm. a bed, cart, gurney, and uh, we allow you to do it safely. Uh, it's safer for the patient and for the caregiver, and mm-hmm. with fewer caregivers, and do it faster, moving them in tandem with all of their equipment. So, for the the play for hospitals was a safety and efficiency product.
1: And then you went through your exit experience, right? In two thousand fifteen, you said that you, yeah, yeah. And was, it was a roller coaster. when did we meet? Was it right after that, yeah. or I can't remember when exactly we met.
3: So we worked for the company that acquired us. Um, they subsequently sold. Um, that division of the business to their distributor. So we worked for the two companies that kind of owned the product after that. okay. So it was once we stopped working for them that we looked at what we wanted to do next. So it was actually about two years after we sold the company that we started Wahi and um, we hooked up with Keys Strategies.
1: Wasn't that, oh, that was so much fun working with you guys and um, talking about what, you know, what does the end look like? So Sam.
2: And what was really cool is there was a panel up there of, you know, very bright people who are industry people. But what resonated with us uh, when we heard you talk was how relevant it is to plan for an exit. And it, it truly is relevant mm-hmm. when you're starting a company because it can change the way you set everything up. So Absolutely. if you kind of identify what does the end need to look like, what are those metrics? Um, you can kind of reverse engineer back to the start and know what's important, what milestones you're hitting over what timeline. And that that just kind of hit us uh, when we heard you talking about that. And so we obviously approached you after that. And, um, we wanted to set up Wahi, and we did, uh, engage with you and, uh, we wanted to set that up for an exit within a, you know, a period of time and make sure we were planning everything kind of per how you saw it and how you would set things up and prepare for an exit. So it was a really cool, timely thing. It was after company one, just as we were starting company two.
3: Well, and we yeah. know too, when we had company one, suddenly one day this opportunity to exit the company appeared in front of us. And we thought, Mm -hmm. okay, this is great. Our investors um, are going to be able to participate in this. And this was the end goal. And we realized so much of what we didn't plan for with that. We Mm -hmm. were having to sort through. And there were a lot of complications trying to go from, yes, we want to acquire the company to actually making that happen. And it's because Mm -hmm. we didn't think about that before. We were so product-focused and sales-focused that we didn't really think about, did we have everything set up properly? And we said, okay, we're not going to do that this time, but how do you prepare for that? I mean, Mm -hmm. who do you go to? How do you figure out how you you better prepare for it? And it was um, serendipitous timing that you were Mm -hmm. on that panel at, um, I think it was Club E, yeah, and it was. Um, we thought we have to talk to her. And really, mm-hmm. we looked at what does the end look like? Let's work that in reverse. Mm-hmm. And what do we need to be doing today to work towards that end? And I know there are a lot of different ends, transitions, exits, are, and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really, really helpful. And we made decisions right after uh, meeting with you and changes that uh, were pretty crucial to right. be able to work towards that.
1: Well, and to Sam's point, the decisions that you make today affect you know, your capabilities in the future of how you're going to transition out. And unfortunately, a lot of business owners don't really think about that until they get to the point where they've had it and they just want to get out. Right. Can I give an
2: analogy to what you just said? Yeah. It's a tee shot on a, on a, golf ball if you're off just an eighth of an inch when you strike that ball you're going to end up 50 yards to the left or right by the time you land so I just always use that visual as you know make these small micro movements Mm -hmm. at the beginning that are just going to have a huge impact you know later down the road to keep you kind of straight and narrow
1: that's a really good analogy Appreciate for that. all the golfers. Sam goes under. through that
3: yeah. a lot too, <laughs> <laughs> being, being 100 yards left or right. I think
2: that's outside the scope of this uh, this podcast, Pete, but we could maybe talk for about the, about the golf channel.
1: I could use some help with my golf game, let me tell you that. Well, so where's the company today? Let's talk about where you guys are at and what you got cooking. Uh,
3: I'll, I'll yeah. take that. So now, we, we were very excited to launch... Um, is 2020. We had some retailers lined up, Lunds and Barley's, Kowalski's. We mm-hmm. wanted to stay in a local area so that we could really learn the whole process. Is our pricing working, our promotional strategy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're going to kind of sit there for a little bit and figure out our, mis- our mistakes and make tweaks on a small scale. And then COVID hits. Yeah. And I remember we were in Kowalski's. It was Friday the 13th, March 13th. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're handing out samples and boom, they come through, they said, shut it down, put everything away. We're no longer sampling. And suddenly a big part of our strategy, which was interfacing with customers, um, was out out the window. So we had to adjust. And next thing you know, retailers are looking at Um, how do we keep hand sanitizer and toilet paper on the shelf versus how do we get new cutting edge products in here? And so we kind of had to suffer through that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a great CEO uh, that we brought on who's launched uh, a lot of national food and beverage products. So we were able to kind of push our way through some other retailers, Hy-Vee. Uh, but a, a big account that we wanted to go after where we had early adopters was Lifetime Fitness. So yeah. we they would be our first national account too. So once things started to settle down with COVID and... Uh, retailers started to figure out how they're even going to evaluate new products. How do you look at a new product when your buyer is at home? They're not. You're not going to have um, people shipping products and samples to them at their home address. Mm-hmm. So uh, where we are today, we launched into Lifetime Fitness. That's been going well. Nice. So we're in all. I believe it's about 140, 150 of their life cafes. We're doing uh, advertising and marketing in all of their clubs. And uh, from there, we launched into the CVS Health Hubs. That was a, a big account for us nationally. So we're excited to be in there. And just now, we're, we're going through the process of working with retailers as they adjust to the COVID life mm-hmm. and evaluating new products. And we have a, a lot of good conversations right now as we're teeing up national accounts. We sign distributors mm-hmm. um, on the East and West Coast, mm-hmm. brokers, and we're looking at... Uh, beginning of fall, I think end of September, we're going to be launching a sparkling line that's going to be kind of full flavored, which we're really excited about. And in the future, effervescent tabs. So yeah. we're really excited now that things are opening and uh, we're going to be able to, in the end, I mean, COVID was not good, but people are really looking at how they're taking care of their bodies mm-hmm. now and yes. their health. And that ultimately will start to play to us and in, in consumer adoption, we think. I
1: love that. I love hearing how COVID ended up having a silver lining for so many business owners, yourselves included, because it did, yeah. right? And and what you what you're doing, what, how you've pivoted, and and the things that you've done to make changes, probably wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have had to go through what you what you, what you went through, right? Well put. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, super blessing in disguise. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank yeah. you. Well, and now much. we're
3: we're adding a uh, fifth SKU as well, an immunity one. That's going to be all plant-based to Ooh. help with your immune system. And that was kind of, as we're talking to buyers, they're saying, all right, we need to get more healthy products, more plant-based products, and products that focus on maintaining a healthy immune system. So, yeah, and then we're all going to learn a little something from it.
2: And and that that SKU is going to use a really cool thing. It's a concoction
3: of... Um,
2: extracts that have been used uh, in Eastern medicine for a long time and the term is jade windscreen and it's a it's a it's a combination and we're going to be implementing that with uh, elderberry into our new immunity drink so Mm. uh, I'm really excited about that
1: one. So will there be different flavors or types, or will it just be the one well, With the waters,
2: the still waters, we're always going for, you know, 95% clean, crisp water taste with just a hint of essence, yes. which kind of plays on the aromatics in the nose. Um, but then when we do sparkling, yeah, that will be fuller flavored, probably three times the flavor of, say, a LaCroix. We actually want to have some flavor, make it a healthier oh. mixer if you're doing, you know you know, adult beverages at night, you know, get right. some health, some milk thistle, which is good yeah. for the liver while you're, you know, doing your drinks. So those will be fuller flavor and immunity will, will be full in the sparkling, but not in the still Okay. as far as flavor.
1: So when are we launching these things? When is this happening?
2: So we're, I'm in charge of sparkling. So if I mess this up, um, that's on me, but, uh, it, hopefully in two months, sparkling comes out. Okay. And then the effervescent tabs we're working on, which obviously you can put into whatever beverage you prefer, uh, but we'll give you all the ingredients that we have in each drink. That should launch sometime next year, and that's just because of um, testing, which takes time to make mm-hmm. sure, you know, spoilage and all that doesn't occur. So, All
1: right, so let's change lanes a little bit, and I, I like to ask my guests to share stories, lessons learned, right? And I know that you guys have learned some lessons along the way. So I would like to have you share a story or two. I know that you have them.
2: Uh, yeah, and a lot of this is thanks in part to you, Julie, and what you, what you, uh, what you teach to these uh, young entrepreneurs. I mean, the way you even set up your company at the beginning, if you're a C-Corp or an S-Corp or an LLC, whatever it is, and where you incorporate what state is going to have a huge implication when you sell. And one story we can share is um, in the state of Minnesota, you need 100% approval from your shareholders to sell the company. And we had a great deal for our shareholders in our first company, and uh, it came down to one individual who was darn near 100 years old. Mm. Um, and they had invested and we went multiple times, approached them to sign off on the deal through phone, email, all this stuff. Eventually, we had to go to their house. And this person was actually looking out the window, hiding behind a curtain, <laughs> kind of thinking, who the heck are these people out here? And we were trying to give them basically money on their investment. Oh. So um, that that was very stressful. We had to go to the Yellow Book pages, look up everyone with that unique last name, call and see if they were you know, a son or daughter of that individual. We finally found a son. And he thought it was a scam at first. We had to show convincing documents that it wasn't. And eventually we got signed off on that. But that one instance would have derailed everything. And so now we're a Delaware company in this uh, second company to avoid that whole issue. So that's another perfect example of know how you're going to exit so you can tee things up properly.
3: Well, into that too. And we keep talking about the first company and it really just all the mistakes made start to Mm -hmm. stack up. We didn't know what we were doing, but, um, also too, I mean, a lot of people need to bring in help and you, you want to start something with a friend or you get introduced to someone else and you think, Hey, this is going to be a great fit, but you don't know how things are going to play out. Mm -hmm. And we actually, um, there were three partners in our previous company when things started and we all had the best of intentions. We found out as, as we got going that really there wasn't a fit, Mm -hmm. um, for the third person. However, All of us were equal owners in the company. So how do you move forward when you have, you know, in good faith, given ownership and voting rights to someone, and now suddenly you're going to be carrying the load for them um, when they're on the sideline? And um, so we've really looked at structuring everything when we bring people on, make sure there's some sort of, they can see that that end line and that Mm -hmm. path towards being rewarded, but have equity, stuff like that, vest over time. And have outs for anything because you never know. Everyone enters into things with the best of intentions, thinking it's going to work, and it just sometimes doesn't.
1: Well, when you're um, thinking about bringing on a partner, a lot of the things that you just talked about are paramount. But unfortunately, many people will bring on a partner for the wrong reasons or because they think it's a fit, but they haven't really done the homework to make sure. It's like a marriage only almost more difficult. Yeah. So, so tell me, so, so here you are and, you know, obviously it worked out and you were able to buy out this other partner. Are you still engaged with that person like still connected or no no, no
2: we're, it, we're it, not um but when we sold it was a really fun time calling them and letting them know that hey what you have remaining is still it's you know yeah. we exited and here's what it was so we weren't adversarial or anything and the writing was on sure. the wall and, and this person knew that and that was fine so, he so sent it us turned a, out really
3: well he sent us a bottle of johnny walker blue yep to celebrate yeah so it was it was good it's just you know yeah. not everything works out the way you want
1: it no so. no it doesn't i've actually had um, partners over the last several years who Have had partners that, or I'm sorry, clients who have had partners that they needed to buy out um, or wanted to, and the partner didn't want to be because they wanted to participate in the upside, even though they really weren't participating in making that happen. So then you need to get, you know, legal counsel involved. I think um one of my shows I had Jeff O'Brien on the show, who's an attorney and does a lot of those partnership divorces um, in the Twin Cities, and he'd talked about some scenarios where he it got really messy. So so glad that you're not having to deal with that this time around. Not everybody gets a second chance, so that's amazing. Um we're at the point of the show right now though, where I'd like to just ask you for a couple of action items, takeaways. You know what, what? What would you recommend for our business owner listening audience, especially those who are thinking about starting up something?
2: Well, uh, Peter touched on it initially, but we just so hard, just wholeheartedly believe in. No matter what you're doing, allowing the best idea to win, and that is checking the ego at the door. We always know we're not the smartest person in the room. We're good at, you know, getting people together who have competencies in different areas we don't, and just using a really common sense approach to everything. I know not everybody has the same viewpoint, mm-hmm. and you know, people think they're right, and that you know that's gonna be problematic. Um, but trying to step outside of yourself and just act in the interest of the company, I think is just a huge deal. And I bet everyone listening right now can look at what they're doing and think, you know what, I maybe didn't need to argue so hard for my point on that one thing or, mm-hmm. or on this thing. Sometimes just come to a consensus and let the best idea win. And if you're the boss and someone 10 levels under you says something, just if it's a better idea, let's go with it and give mm-hmm. credit where credit's due and you'll be in a better place for it. So that's a simple one, I think, uh, that people could employ more often.
1: And um, good advice. Good advice that what all of us can continue to get better on, right? I think just because we're human beings, and because we it's so right. natural to just yeah. say, yeah, "I'm right." Sure. I know. Yeah, so, but 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 when you think about that though, and being intentional about it, I'm sure it happens a lot more in your life and in your professional life than if you didn't. Oh, absolutely. With, I'll, I'll just
2: give up now if Peter's got momentum and our other people are agreeing. I'm like, yep, I'm done. I'm out. mob rule here. I'm. I'm yeah. definitely not going to sway you. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it,
3: a good way too to visualize that is the the company is a an entity; it's its own self, and it exactly. does, even if you own a portion of it, it does not care what you think. Exactly. So, um, thinking that the company is you because you're an owner mm-hmm. or founder, mm-hmm. it's not. You have to do what's right for it, and sometimes that means you you kind of take it in the shorts and and go a different direction.
1: Really good advice, and from some people who have actually lived through some things, right? Um, sure. at your young age and here you are with your next thing and it's growing like crazy and lord knows what's going to happen after that i can't wait to watch um super exciting so well, we happy appreciate for you. it and yeah. we
2: think this is really really cool and to anyone listening i mean just pay attention to this it's just so helpful mm. and um anyone interested obviously in your book or your services i think they are um going to do themselves a huge favor by engaging with you mm. or reading that material because it's so so helpful and relevant
1: thank you thanks sam thanks peter For our listeners, you can find this and all of our previous episodes on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also order a copy of my book. Please share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. Follow us and subscribe. Give us a review. We really appreciate it. And we'll hear from you next time.